there is nothing worse than untapped potential. If you know that you're made for more, this is the place. I know that every successful person I've ever met has one thing in common. They do not let themselves fall victim to their circumstances. They figure out a way to rise above it. So join me on this journey where I help you to be better, do better, and have better in life and in business. If you're feeling stuck and you're needing some practical tools, some hope to get you to that better life, this is definitely a place for you. Hey everybody, welcome to the Unstuck Podcast. I am your host, Lachelle Weemey, and today you guys get a chance to be introduced or reintroduced intimately to Shay Bynes. You guys, she is the author of one of my absolute favorite books, Grace Over Grind. She just recently relaunched. She's an amazing best-selling author and an inspiration to anybody who is wanting to use their business for the benefit of the kingdom and to really allow for us to step in and step up to the beautiful life of influence that God has for us. And so Shay, welcome. I am so glad you're here. And I'm glad to be here, Lachelle. So thanks for having me. So I had to, you guys, I had to reach out to, to Shay and honestly, I had to get out of my own way because he's somebody that I really look up to. It's like, oh my gosh, like, why would somebody like you want to be on my podcast? Right. But I'm like, <laughs> you know I like get over myself and get out there and get courageous because the thing is, is that we oftentimes can get in the way of all of the amazingness that God wants in store for us. And if I allowed my own fears and insecurities, keep my audience from hearing from you, then that's on me. Right. And so I'm just so sick and glad you're here. And I was watching the relaunch of your book and reading it and going along with, with everything that you were doing and, and super inspiring to me and, and such a great in guiding my journey through my recent book launch as well. Well, I'm super glad to hear that. And I'm glad that you reached out and congratulations, by the way, on your new book. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, like, like I said, you were um, a huge help to help me get to that international bestseller, um, you know, right off the bat too. And love it's, it. oh my gosh, I just, ah, I love it. So <laughs> Jay, why don't you tell us a little bit for people who aren't familiar with you, why don't you tell sure. us a little bit about yourself? How do you show up in the world? What are you on fire about? Yeah, sure. So little uh, personal bio aside of me, I am uh Born and raised Floridian. I live in the South Florida area. I am daughter of the king, wife to my husband, who is my high school sweetheart. We've been together since age 16. His name is Phil. We have three uh, beautiful daughters who are from three different generations. I have a six-year-old, a 15-year-old, and a 22-year-old. So, <laughs> so that keeps things very interesting. Uh, let's see, in 2012, co-founded a community and movement called Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur, which is focused on inspiring, teaching, mentoring, and advising entrepreneurs of Christian faith who desire to do business in partnership with God and have a greater kingdom impact through the work that they do. Uh, so that's almost 11 years old. I'm no longer the CEO. My husband became CEO a couple years ago. And so now most of my time is focused in on really evangelizing this message of working by the power of God's grace, as well as advisory, advising leaders, CEOs who really feel called to creating and multiplying kingdom culture within their organizations. And so that's what I've focused my time on these days. And I think that it's so important for us to recognize that our faith does not have to be separate from our professional lives. Like when I was able to acknowledge that one of my core values is faith, and I wasn't able to utilize that as much as I wanted to in my day job, and yeah. I did anesthesia for 20 years. And 
I, I felt like I couldn't allow that part of me to really come out in the way that I wanted it to. And so when I got a chance to learn how I could incorporate my faith into yes. every single cell of my business, like that's yes. when I started to come alive. I started to feel most at home in myself. Yes. And I realized that I was literally partnering with the best business partner you could ever ask for, that's which is it. Myself, who led me on this journey, right? Yes. Yes. And I can relate to that, by the way, because I lived a really compartmentalized life and like in my corporate years and kind of growing up. And I grew up, I grew up in the church, but I didn't have a revelation of God with me, like the empowering, you know, grace of the Holy Spirit just operating in my life. So I did live compartmentalized, not on purpose, just because I didn't realize how intimately involved God desired to be, was willing to be in every area of my life. I just didn't know. <laughs> I, I totally agree with that. I mean, it's never, I never know where these conversations are going to go, but it's kind of fun to talk about this because same, I grew up in the church as well, but I grew up in a space where it was literally just knowing when to sit and stand and know. <laughs> Like literally like, oh, I, you know, have this creed memorized and I have no idea what the flip I'm even saying really, yeah. but I have it memorized. So I'm cool, you know? Right. And really just not allowing the relationship, the God that I know now to be in my heart. And yes. I think that you're totally right. That It's like when that allowed, when he allowed me to, to come into that relationship, that father daughter relationship, I started to recognize just how powerful that is and what yes. he through me. And that is a life-changing experience in itself. It really is. And then there's the next level of that too, because I remember what it was like to have that, that revelation, but then it was almost like my posture is, well, oh, well, I get to do this for God. And yes. then the real, real game changer came when it was like, no, this isn't just about doing things for God. Oh, you know, operating in faith and all that goodness for God. It's wait, you do this with God. And uh -huh. that was a game changer. And when that shift happens for me in the context of not just my personal life, but my business life, it changed the game forever. And I would never look back. Oh my gosh. That's 100%. And it's, it's interesting that you bring that up because one of the things that has always driven me in my business is the parable of the servants. And yes, I feel like it is my purpose in this world to make sure that I am helping as many of my fellow human beings to prevent them from burying their coins or burying their talents. I want them yeah. to live out their life the way that God has allowed for them uniquely to be equipped with certain skills and certain experiences and, and strengths and all the things. And so yeah. often we can get our own way and our, we bury our coins. But it's not just because I want to hear well done, good and faithful servant as a doing it for him. Yes. It's like I want to, to be able to like lock arms and be like, all right, show me what I'm capable of because of you. Yes. What I can do because you're working through me. Show yes. me your amazing, awesome power because it's so much stinking fun to see how far we can go together. That's right. It's I call it the wild and crazy and amazing adventure with God. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that journey with with your life, because I mean, it sounds like that wasn't always the way that you saw the world. So tell us a little no, bit. No, no, not at all. Um, so I was pretty a 
performance driven and achievement oriented as a kid uh, growing up in church. I knew my parents, Jesus. I knew Jesus loved me. My, my dad was always an elder in the church as long as I can remember. And I just wanted to keep, I just wanted to stay out of trouble for the most part. So it was kind of like I had a reverential uh, reverence for my parents and I just wanted to do well, you know? Well, and so I kind of grew up from that perspective. Um, then when I really grew in relationship uh, with God, it was like I described earlier, which was kind of like, okay, I know God's interested in my major decisions. And so I will pray about major decisions. I also know that he's there to help. So I'll toss up my prayers when I, when I know that I need help. Yeah. yeah. Right. That was kind of my context. Right. Yeah. And then I had this radical encounter with God that changed me forever. And, and it's like, when I started kingdom driven entrepreneur, I wasn't a kingdom driven entrepreneur. I was a Christian who happened to be doing business and I operated in integrity. I had biblical principles and ethics and all of that, but had no concept really of right. what it meant to do business with God. And yeah. so ironically, but not ironically in the way that God, you know, moves, <laughs> I was minding my business, doing a real estate investing business. I was also doing some consulting in real estate. And one of my real estate buddies, this is the year 2012, one of my real estate buddies said, hey, Shay, I met this woman. And when I met her, I really felt like I was supposed to connect the two of you. And so I'm like, that's cool. He connects yeah. me to this woman. She was a business coach in Los Angeles. And we're talking and I'm like, she's great, but I have no idea why he was so adamant that we meet. At the huh. end of that conversation, she goes, I have this client that I really feel like I'm supposed to connect you to. So she connects me to this woman named Antonina Gear. She was in South Carolina. She worked a corporate job and also had a business on the side. We connected on the phone and immediately connected. Like it was just like spirit connection, you know? And about eight weeks after we met, I was like, Antonina, I just can't shake that. I really feel like God brought us together for a specific reason, you know, not just to be friends. And she's just like, I've been feeling the same. And so I'm like, well, let's pray about it and come back in a week. So we did that, came back. And I'm like, no, it's not that. I said, let's pray again. Let's come back in a week. And we did this three times. The third time she says, Shay, you know, God gave me these words. This had been months earlier. God gave me these words. I put them in my journal. I have no idea what they are, what it's about or what he wants me to do with them. But the words are kingdom driven entrepreneur. And when she said that, what flew out of my mouth, it was the Holy Spirit. I had no idea what I was talking about. I said, that's a community. It's a movement. And it starts with a book, which made no sense, Lachelle, because number one, I didn't know what a kingdom driven entrepreneur was. Number two, how do you start something with a book when you don't know what it is? Nothing made sense, and, but it flew out of my mouth. And so it's like I had a word of wisdom and a word of knowledge, and I didn't even know what those things were. <laughs> and so I had to then sit with, she's like, that resonates. And so we had to go sit with God and be like, okay, Jesus, what's a kingdom-driven entrepreneur? So I literally became and was becoming out loud about being a kingdom-driven entrepreneur and what that looked like and what that meant while doing it which makes no sense, but that's what he called us to. Yeah. And so six yeah. months later, you know, we launched the community with a book we gave away for free and a bunch of folks showed up and we're like, okay, Jesus, now what are we doing? And yeah. so I didn't know. It was like, th that was the invitation to begin to become. And yeah. then the with God thing happened about six months in when mm -hmm. I was at church and the, our pastor was doing a, um, a message about Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. And I'd heard this many, many times before. It's a scripture where Jesus says, come to me, all of those who are weary. I will, you know, I'll give you rest. And he talks about how his yoke is easy and his burden is light. It's that scripture. Yeah. But he read it in the message and it said, are you tired, worn out, 
burnt out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. And that was the, okay, Jesus, there's a gap between what I'm living and what I'm experiencing, even as I'm walking out this thing called Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur. Show me the width. What is that? What does it look like? And what is an unforced rhythm of your grace? And, and, and that was all she wrote. But it was that moment. There was like this series of encounters that led to each upgrade, basically, I, of walking this out. I think like one of the things that I talk about a lot in the show, in my book, my clients, is the, this, this view on clarity that I think a lot of times we have to have some clarity around what we're doing so that it can be, you know, inspired, aligned action and not just like all over the place. And yes, and, you know, chasing squirrels. But there's also this space where I think a lot of times we feel like we have to know all of the steps, all of the the series of events. And really, like you said, it's literally just leaning in with one small step in obedience and courage, and then leaning in again with another small step in courage and obedience, right? And then continuing to do that and allowing it to unfold in front of you. Yes. Yes. That's exactly right. I, I am the poster child of that. And what's interesting about that is that, and I love to, I, I think that this is hope giving. So let me share this aspect. Know that my background was a software engineer. And then I was a project manager whose job was to count all the costs, mitigate all the risk, right? <laughs> yeah. And here I am on this adventure with, I don't have the knowledge yet. I don't, I certainly don't have wisdom or understanding yet. And you want me to do what? And it was just, but but just the willingness to keep taking one step at a time, his grace empowers us to be all we're called to be, to do all he's called us to do and experience way more than we could ever do on our own. And so just one step after the next, he would then illuminate the path, reveal that next step and just walking that thing out, not jumping off cliffs, but walking it out step by step. And I think like one of the things that we oftentimes will hold ourselves back around is thinking like, well, who am I to do this? Like, I don't know if that ever entered your mind. It's like, who am I to lead this? Who am I to to step into this? And I think that we fail to recognize that it's so intentional and deliberate that God has used examples over and over and over in scripture of using ordinary people with pasts with, with, you know, I mean, shoot, even Moses was a murderer, right? (laughs) There's people who were, were not good fathers or people who were prostitutes or people who were tax collectors. And he allowed for all of them to show his beautiful power through their imperfections and their incapabilities so that he could show off through us. And I think that we freaking fail to remember that over and over again. Who am I to think that I could pull this off? Well, I can't. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I can't. And that's the point, which is why it's like the with God, because it's like, you can't. And I did have those thoughts. It was kind of like, but I'll tell you that it was so, I was experiencing such encounters with God at that time that I had never experienced before in my life that his, his movement in it was so real that I'm like, I, I don't know what I'm doing, and I, but I know that he knows what he's doing. And so I have no idea why he would want me to do this, but I know he's in it. And so I'm going to keep taking the risk and yeah. I'm going to keep walking this out and just see what God does. Like, see, see what's at the, at the, you know, I don't know where this is headed, but yeah. I'm just going to walk this thing out. But you know what I think is 
uh, at least for me, the key shift for me that even made that a possibility was an encounter with God that revealed his love for me as his daughter, like that identity piece. Because remember I said I was pretty achievement and performance driven. So the encounter with his love of knowing that I'm his beloved daughter, and it was a series of encounters that happened right before we launched Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur. It changed me so fundamentally because it changed my orientation from feeling like I needed to make sure I got all of this right to oh, I'm beloved. He's with me. Even if I screw some stuff up, it's okay. And he'll course correct. And so there's just like truths that like when we grab hold of them, it helps to get us unstuck. And for me, one of those keys for me was revelation of love. And I'm so grateful that he solidified me in that aspect of my identity to then build from that place. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's just it. And I think that the more that we can think about God as our father, the easier it is for us to accept that want to work with him and, and, you know, be on this path with him, recognizing like just, you know, we're both parents. Right. And, and I think about my kids, like they mess up, I mess up, but I love them enough to continue to walk along with them, to them, to to help them. Are there times where I wish they would just listen to me the first damn time? (laughs) Yes. Right. Like God is right. too. He's like, Lachelle, freaking stop getting your own dang way. Like just, you know, you've got this. Yes. Enough with me to say, it's okay though. Like, let's try this again, you know? And I think it's, we can get sucked into the scarcity mindset to think that we're going to miss our one opportunity or we're going to miss our one thing, or we're, he's going to give up on us and and go, you know, work with somebody else. And yeah, he's our loving father. If it's meant to be for us, he will help us to, to get there and redirect yes. inside us. And I think that that helps me to stay out of that hustle culture. Right. Because I'm also very much like you, where I've been very achievement oriented. And yes. it's like, I go back to my journey and it's, and it's crazy. This isn't, this podcast isn't about me, but this cliff notes version, I was doing everything in my professional life that was, I was supposed to, and had gotten my master's and my doctorate degrees. And I was working this amazing job and doing all the things, but God allowed me to learn all of the things that he taught me by starting my first online business. Yes. Taught me how to strip away the patterns of this world and to allow myself to reconnect my worth, not to my degrees and my job titles and the things that I've achieved, but to him. Yes. And he would never have been able to get into my soul the way he did if I hadn't started my business. But it's easy that to fall back to those patterns for sure. Yes. So that's interesting that you say that because you were talking about how you how that happened in the context of of business. The yeah. same thing happened to me where he called me to leave my corporate job. Way out of great paying corporate job, moving up the ranks, and then he calls me out of it. This was 2010. He -hmm. called me out of a corporate job way before it made sense for Mm -hmm. me to leave. In fact, the the encounter I had with God that led to me leaving my job was one where it's just like, I, it shook me so bad that I was like, Lord, I have no idea what adventure is in store, but clearly Mm-hmm. I need to pay attention to your wisdom over my wisdom in this yeah. matter. And it wasn't until I almost like unlocked from the grid per se of yeah. the comfort of yeah. my thriving corporate career before I was in a posture to even receive all the goodness that was to come for me to even find out who I even am and him in the first place. But I had to unplug 100. and un- <laughs> it was kind of a dramatic unplug. 
yeah. uh, from my corporate career in order to even be open to receiving what he was trying to communicate with me, you know, the whole time. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's just it, right? Like he, he's shown me this vision of me standing here with my arms wide open yes. palms, and he's like, Lachelle, I have all the abundance that you have been praying for right here. Yeah literally right in front of you, around you. You just yes. have to receive it. But yes. I'm so tightly bound to the things that I knew. Yes. I could not set them down in order to receive all the goodness that he was trying to give me. Right. Right. And I think that that can come in so many different ways, my comfort zone, my job. And he allowed some pretty um, big doors to close in order for me to, to really lean in and trust him. But I guess yes. like, I'll be honest with you. He was calling me to leave my corporate job long before I was courageous enough to do it. <laughs> I did, it took 18 months for me. How long did it take for you? Girl, like years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I think it was so hard because I, you know, I'm, I was a breadwinner in my family and my husband's a stable, like I'm, I'm like the risk taker and he's right. like, don't rock the boat kind of guy. Yes. And I kind of joked with them. I'm like, shoot, if I was, you know, on this earth by myself, like I had a jump ship a long time ago, but you know, I gotta, but I think that God was so, he was still so patient with me while yes. those things, but I would love for you to tell us like, how the heck did you get so, so brave in that space? Cause I think a okay. lot of thinking like I was. Okay. Well then that means you want to hear the story of how I ended up leaving my job then. Okay. I wasn't going to go into this because I want to make sure you got a chance to hear what you wanted to hear. But here's what happened. So remember in this context of my time. So at this point, I was, my life was with the Lord was pretty much, I created my own dreams and goals and then I'd ask God to bless them. That was pretty much my rhythm. Okay. Every January I'd have my goals. I'd be like, Lord, please bless these plans. So in January of 2009, I was doing what I do. And it was the first time that I heard him talk to me about what I was talking to him about. And I heard you're going to leave this job by June of 2010. And I knew it was a Lord because that wasn't my thought, my plan, anything. Even though I had business on the side, I knew I was way far between being able to have a business that would allow me to make sense out of leaving that corporate career. But I wrote it down and I'm like, okay, that was clearly the Lord. I write it down. All year, I'm getting increasingly uncomfortable. I talked to my husband who has a gift of faith. I was making way more money, but he has a gift of faith. So when he, when I told him, this is what I felt like the Lord was saying, he's like, well, Hey, well then, you know what, if that's what God's doing, then that's all good. So I already had his blessing on that side. Okay. But I'm like, that makes no sense. So <laughs> I'm going out through this year, feeling increasingly uncomfortable throughout that year to yeah. the point where I start praying and asking God for them to fire me, to let me, to let, cause we had all these layoffs going on and I would get a year's worth of severance pay, a oh. year's worth of health insurance. And the things that were on my list that were like my top concerns would have been taken care of. Yeah. And I got a promotion in the midst of layoffs, Lachelle. <laughs> so I go into now 2010. So that was happening all throughout 20, 2009. I go into 2010. I'm, it's March. I'm at this business conference in Orlando. I'm ironing my clothes, getting ready to go to the last session. Ironing my clothes. And I heard, go. It was like, it, it wasn't an audible, but it might as well have been because it was so, I received it so loudly. Yeah. I had never encountered God like that ever in my entire life. I knew it was God. I called my husband and I said, babe, <laughs> I'm ironing my clothes and God said, I need to go. And I didn't even know where I was going. I just knew where I needed to go from. And so he's like, babe, if that's what God's doing, cool. Cause he has a gift of faith. Cause it still made no sense. And so I went home from Orlando to that conference, called my boss that Monday and was like, I don't know how to tell you this, but I got to give my 30 days notice. He's like, where are you going? I'm like, I don't know. 
He's like, to do what? And I'm like, I'm not even sure. And he's wow. like, okay. And sure enough, I love my last day in my corporate career was May 31st, 2010, one day before June, which yeah. I didn't, by the way, make that connection until months later. One day before June of 2010 was my last day in that job. That is amazing. It was, it was in faith, like reverential fear of the Lord level faith oh that God. I left that job. And I love that. I read about that story in your book. And I think that it's so cool. You guys need to go and, and grab her book so you can hear more about this story. And it's, I, I wish that I had that. Like, I have not had that, you know, like, you know, burning bush moment. I've had, you know, this download of a thought that's dropped. Yes. That was like, that is not where I thought this was going. And that has been, you know, one of the ways that he's spoken to me. But I think yes. a lot of times it's not that we don't trust him. It's that we don't trust our own discernment. Sure. Absolutely. Allowed for you. Like he's like, he'd been placing these little nuggles on your heart for a while. And then he was just like, all right. Like, and, and that's amazing because he brought you to that promotion to, so for you to display even more trust outwardly. Yes. For where he was leading you. That's freaking amazing. Yes. And it was crazy. Now, my, now, mind you, after I left Lachelle, I went to hustle and grind mode because I'm like, you got me out here, God. Like, now I need to go make this thing happen because right? I'm still, I still, I wasn't getting it yet. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, totally. I wasn't getting it yet. But totally. I, so about it, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, no, I want to keep going. Keep going. So I, so I left and it was like six months later that, because now I went to hustle and grind mode, right? And it was six months later, but I just, this one wasn't loud. This was just a gentle whisper are you done yet? And I was like, actually, yes, because everything I'm doing isn't working. And I know what I'm doing because I was doing it and growing the business while I was in my corporate career. But all of a sudden now it's not working and I have a lot more time. So it was like in his goodness, it was like he allowed just to then gently say, by the way, are you done yet? And I was like, he had his hand on that thing. Like it was not going to continue. But what's interesting is that you would ask this, you would brought up this point about growing in our discernment that we actually do hear him and stuff like that. That was later cultivated. That was after I started doing Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur when I started doing this, like, let me meet with God regularly. But the only reason I could cultivate that confidence that I actually did hear his voice was by taking the risk. It felt really risky at the time. Yeah. By taking the risk of taking steps based off of what I believed he was speaking to my heart about or showing me, right? Yeah, yeah. And but until I was willing to take those steps as if that was him speaking or showing me something, I would never have grown confidence that I hear his voice because I'd still be stagnated, wondering in a mind grind: Is it him? Is it the pizza that I ate at midnight last night? Is it <laughs> right? So it's like faith is like that corresponding action. It's the evidence of that faith lifestyle, but he is speaking. Oh my gosh. And I think that that's such a great point because it's when we lean in for the littlest things that we allow ourselves to trust him in the big and little things. That's right. Reading in scripture this morning where it talked about, and I never picked this up until today. Cause you know how like you read stuff over and over again. Totally. The, the chapter in which Samuel met Saul for the first time. Yes. You know why Saul was in Samuel city is because he was looking for donkeys. <laughs> he was looking for donkeys and they couldn't find the name donkeys. And, and they're like, you know, maybe we can go talk to the seer who we've to- been heard, you know, been told that he can tell us things he's appointed right. by God. So they're going to go to this guy to try to help him find the donkeys. 
like we we think that sometimes we're we're not worthy of asking him for help in the little things. We're not we're not supposed to bother him with the little things. But let's right. be real here. If they didn't ask for the help with the donkeys, he wouldn't have been exactly where Samuel knew he was gonna be. And yes. he could tell him that he was gonna be the first appointed king, right? Yes. And so it's like we have to start leaning in and asking for help for the smallest little things that allow for us to build that trust muscle so that yes. when we come, we're like, all right, yep, this is it, right? Yes. And and also giving us ourselves the grace of the time to cultivate that. I mean, intimacy with God, I mean, intimacy, create it's time is yeah. what deepens our intimacy with God, right? And so it's like giving ourselves the grace to walk through that process to to just like exercise those faith muscles or those trust muscles, as you said, and just, just walking that thing out. It does take time, but it's so worth it because yeah. as you walk that out, you're also getting greater understanding of who he is, like who you are in him and how he's expressed through you to the world around you. And so it, that happens yes. in that process of developing you know, your revelation, your understanding that you have an ear to hear and right. eyes to see, right? Yeah. He already said, I gave it to you, yeah. but we need to know what he already gave us. And we have yeah. to believe that. And that's a process. Absolutely. And I think like when you talked about how you quit your job, because I actually was in that same space where I yeah. felt the same, like, I was like, okay, God, I, I quit my corporate job. And I thought same, like my, I've all this time in the world and things were not happening the way that I thought that they were going to happen. Yes that. And I think that it is very common for us to get sucked into the hustling for the sake of hustling, at least totally. in my experience. Like my natural tendency is to, to live in the masculine of just do more, add more to my, my list. Don't be lazy, stay up late, get up early, work through my lunch hour, like do, 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 do. Yes. And, and not allow myself to rely on him. And then what happens is you're still hustling and you're not getting the results that you want. So then the enemy sneaks in your brain and says, this maybe isn't for you. Maybe you're not cut out for this. <laughs> maybe you should just go back to whatever it is that you're doing. Maybe you didn't hear him right. And then all of a sudden we allow those little doubt seeds to start coming in and we're burnt out. We're overwhelmed. We're doubtful. No wonder the enemy thinks that this is such a great plan because it's going to keep us from stepping into yeah. impact that we're meant to make with our business. And yes. so your book is such a great toolkit for helping us to stay out of that. So why don't you kind of talk about some of the tools that you help people yeah. stay in that space that I just described? Yeah, sure. And so it's interesting because we've actually been talking about some of them, especially, you know, early step stuff, right? Because when I go back to those many years ago, when I, when I described that encounter I have with God when our pastor was giving that message on Matthew 11, 28 through 30, the first things for me was just like, oh, okay. So if I'm going to do things with you, then I need to actually spend time with you and grow my revelation of, of your witness with me. Right. And so the first thing that I was doing was daily business meetings with God. And so what that looked like for me, and it's going to look different. I'm not here. Know this about Shea Bynes. Shea Bynes does not give blueprints. I share frameworks of things that, you know, but you get your blueprints from God. You work out the steps that work for you because you are uniquely designed and created by him with specific purpose. Amen. Yeah. All right. Yes. Now, with daily business meetings with God, what that looked like for me is that I just started saying, I'm going to take this particular set of time, my Monday through Friday, 
And I'm going to give this time to God to do whatever God wants to do with me during this time. And I started engaging him in conversations. I started asking him, like, I'm a to-do list girl, right? So I was saying, since I'm a to-do list girl, what does it look like for me to surrender my plans and surrender my thoughts to you? What that looks like, hey, Lord, I created this to-do list, but like, what do you think about it? What's your heart concerning this business? What's your heart concerning the people that I'm serving? What's what's your priority? Like, these are my thoughts around my priorities. What's your heart and what's your thoughts around my priorities? I started engaging in dialogue. I started reading scripture differently. Um, I would look at scripture because I used to do scripture for achievement. I read a chapter today. (laughs) I read the Bible in a year. You know what I'm saying? But it was like, now I'm like, I'm going to read this, but Holy Spirit, talk to me while I'm reading this scripture. Like, I want to engage with the living word while I'm reading this living word. You make this come alive for me. So I could camp out in one chapter for months and he would just reveal all this goodness that had to do with, yes, the words right there, but also how that applied in my life and in my business. Right. And so I started engaging scripture differently. You know, I just started sitting quietly with God. I started creating spaces in my day very intentionally that I could just be and and be still enough to hear. Right. Yeah. So I just started kind of just this rhythm of engaging God that was different than how I'd engaged him before with the intention of cultivating intimacy with God yeah. so that then I could walk from that place of him yeah. with me and knowing that he's with me, leading and guiding me. And I can operate from that place that's aligned with his heart and his mind yeah. concerning what I'm doing or who I'm standing before, or whatever it looks like that I'm doing. What do you tell the people who feel like, okay, I've already been, you know, doing some of that Shay, I've already been spending time in the morning as part of my routine, you know, speaking to him and listening to him and reading his, his word. And I feel like I'm praying over my to-do list and they're still not seeing the results that they thought they would by now. Yes. What? Yeah. Okay. So we have to reframe what it means to look for results. So how about we have that conversation? Yeah. Because If I, if I was looking at when we started kingdom driven LLC, which is a company of kingdom driven entrepreneur, if I looked at the idea of this is fruitful and successful as Mm -hmm. this is how much revenue this thing is generating and profits, I would have quit years ago. We would not be standing. We wouldn't be sitting here having this dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Year one revenue, $12,000. We still didn't even know what we were doing or what, like, People are like, what's your monetization strategy? We don't know. We're yeah. just like, we're following God. And yeah. we haven't seen, we're taking steps based off of what we know and we see, but we didn't have a business model for a while. And you yeah. know what? It was still success. Why? Because I'm reframing success as my faith and my obedience is my success. And yeah. we were being faithful and obedient. Yes. I wasn't measuring fruit based off of the dollars. I was measuring fruit based off of like, well, what's happening in the people that were like, as we're walking out in faith and obedience, what are the things that are happening? How am I growing? How are the people growing? How is like whatever growing? Like I had to reframe my whole life, my whole concept yes. about what's success, what's results. Mm-hmm. So I had to break from the world system of what does business results actually mean? Yes. Yes. So. I think that's an important foundation because right. then you can look from a heavenly lens yeah. and an eternal lens and not our myopic, you yeah. know, oh, it's only based off of these particular KPIs that are related to how much revenue I bring in, how much profit I bring in, how many, you know, percentage of increase right. of 
customers on this. Those things matter. And I'm not, I don't mean to like act like they don't matter. Right. But the point is that success has to be looked at from that lens. Otherwise right. you will quit way before you're supposed to quit. And do you find that it's really just in that one-on-one time and that leaning into that relationship that you are able to get the answers to, do I need to pivot or do I just need to be patient? Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe so. I mean, there's been times where there's been things that we've been, we were on a path that just didn't seem to be working. And it wasn't that the thought, it wasn't that the idea of what we were doing was, was inaccurate. It was the method in which we were doing it that was slightly off. And so it was like, all right, so this isn't working. It's been a year. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, we actually went and we started, we went on a prayer and fast for a few days. Like something's up, like this was working before. And all of a sudden this isn't working. What's going on. And in the, in the process of doing that, there was like new revelation around the pivot and the need that was necessary. We weren't all wrong. We were doing a bunch of stuff, right. But there were some fundamental pieces that we just didn't have yet that we needed that led to that next pivot. Yeah. So I've experienced both things, Lachelle, where there's something that the the strategy was continue to be faithful and patient because you just need to walk this process out. You're expecting a God result without my God process. There's been things like that. And then there's been other things that it's been like, okay, you walk that out. You learned this. Now I need you to pivot here. And I don't look back at those things and look at those with regret and say, oh, I totally screwed up. I say, Lord, What's the gold I can take from that that informs my next step so that I don't have to go around the mountain again? And there's goodness in there that helps me to serve, you know, at the in that in that pivot or whatever is necessary. I mean, I feel like sometimes we lose faith in ourselves and in God's higher plan when we don't see things coming to fruition that we thought we were going to see happen yes. in the timeline yes. that we thought we were going to happen. And one of the things that I've realized in my own discipline is to say this Lord or something better, like recognizing that he puts the desires on my heart. Yes. But sometimes it's that desire that leads me to that tiny step in obedience so that I can learn the bigger lesson Yes. to help me with the bigger thing that he has coming in store for me. Absolutely. So back on it. It's, it was the bet or something better that I got out of it. Yes. That I got out of it, the skill that I got out of it, the person yes. that I got because of it. And, and I would love to hear your perspective on that. Yeah. What well, you just said, what I just said, which is I <laughs> look back at that and I say, where was the goal? You just described it. Your goal was, this is what I learned about this. This is what happened. And then that informed the next thing. You yeah. just said it. Yeah. That's exactly what I mean when I talk about looking for the gold and the thing that you just experienced that you thought was fruitless yeah. so that you can get heaven's perspective on and see, oh, actually that was fruitful. Here mm-hmm. is how it was fruitful. Yes. And then that helps me, even if it's lessons that you need to learn something, that, don't do that again, yeah. you know, and that was an important thing to learn. You know, one of the things for me personally, which was interesting is that I had to learn what it meant for God to be provision because I grew up in a household that from what... From what I could, we weren't rich or anything, but from what I could tell, there wasn't a, a, a lack. From what I could tell, when I went to college, I got paid to go to college. So I had scholarships out the wazoo, and then when I went and got my corporate job, I had a very well-paying corporate job. So I always had discretional income. I didn't know what it was like to be like, I don't have for this or et cetera, right? That just hadn't been my life experience. Right. But I had to learn. So for me. The way I had to learn God as provision was when he unplugged me from that box and was like, walk with me. And then I realized 
how to walk with him and realize I'm operating from a whole different economy here yeah. and how God has provision. And so what, what others would have looked like as a failure, oh, you left your high paying corporate job. You, you, you put aside that real estate business so that you could focus on this kingdom driven LLC thing that's making you nothing. And it's year two and you've only made 30 something thousand dollars and you left all of that behind and it looks like failure. Yeah. But there was anything but failure. It was anything but failure. So we just have to keep having that perspective. And I learned the goodness that I learned and that my toughest years over the last 10 or 11 years yeah. of the show have solidified me so much in the truth of God as provision that now when the zeros are bigger, because you know we are profitable, we are revenue generating all that stuff now, but the vision is enlarged and expanded and yeah. we're still having to operate in faith right now. I can do that knowing God as provision. Mm. as opposed to I uh, something else as yeah. provision that I get to do in, you know, in my own strength. It's like, nope, still relying on the supernatural provision of God to show up X, Y, and Z. If we we're going to see this vision come to pass, Absolutely. I wouldn't have, but how would I have learned that? Right. And how would I be able to help entrepreneurs who did have issues with lack or did have all of this? I wouldn't even be believable talking right. about God as provision. If I hadn't experienced like the reality yeah, of exactly. knowing he's provision and that I, not my job's not provision, clients aren't provision, all of those other things, right? It's so, so powerful. And you guys, like, I just have to tell you that when I, I alluded to like one of the downloads that I got on my yeah. heart, this was in a space where I was really struggling with whether or not God wanted me in my business. I had a side hustle along with my, you know, good job. And I was starting to get a lot of success with it. And I started to worry that I was creating an idol out of it and that I was being too comfortable with the patterns of this world associated with it. And so I was like, Lord, if this is not from you, I don't want it. And in my prayer time, it's like, I had this download of a thought that said, Michelle, people are going to come into your life because of this business, because of this business, they're going to know you. And because of you, they're going to know me. Yeah. And we have this bigger purpose, you guys, in the way that we are basically building our businesses, growing our businesses, serving people. And so oftentimes I think that we can get stuck in ways that we hold ourselves back from really allowing that to happen because we get sucked into the overwhelm. We get sucked into hustling for the sake of hustling. We get sucked into the burnout and, and getting off track and starting to doubt ourselves, starting to doubt our, our success or what we, you know, view success as we yeah. stuck in comparing ourselves to other people's journeys and, and our own expectations. And we get sucked into so many things that we, that we might quit. We might give up. We might bury our coins. And I know that if God put that on my heart, I'm guessing that you're listening to this at this time right now to hear that he doesn't want you to give up, that he has this big plan of impact for you. And I just want you guys to recognize that all of the beautiful things that Shay has had to say, allow you to keep going forward, keep staking that next step in faith, keep trusting that he will provide for you everything from, from the way that you survive to provide the skills and the relationships and the knowledge and all of the things that he needs you to have and receive in order to, to fulfill the life that he has for you. Yeah, that's so good. If you don't mind me sharing this, I know we're closing here, but as you were sharing that, I was thinking about one of the questions that I asked the Lord very, like I ask whenever, whenever I'm trying to make sure like I'm looking at this and I'm just, the way I'm looking at this is 
probably just not an accurate way because it's creating anxiety or whatever. And I asked the Lord, help me to have your perspective mm-hmm. concerning yep. this. Mm-hmm. And that will be my prayer. And I say, Lord, give me like your sight on this situation or on this person or whatever. And I'm telling you, he is faithful to give you the truth yes. when you are stuck yes. in a lie. It's and, a wonderful question to ask the Lord. Oh yeah, and be really brave is. enough to ask it because sometimes he's going to show you what you don't want to hear. Facts. Like, you, have to, <laughs> you know, right? But you, but, but Facts. amazing journey that he'll take us on and we are his children. So he wants the best for us. So he's not yes. going to the mud, leave us there. Like he says that we, he's going to walk, we're going to walk through the valley, not, you know, stay in it. And that's right. Like, I, I wish that I could spend the whole day with you today. Like, I think that our audience is just being so blessed by you and your expertise and everything that you have to say is, is so profound that we'll make sure you guys, that you have all of the ways that you can access Shay's journey in her social media, work with her and her programs, check out her books, all of the things just easily accessible in the show notes. So don't forget to head there. One of the things that I love it when you guys do this is share out this episode with people who need to hear it. Share it in your stories, tag Shay and I so that we can shout you back out and, and let the, the word get out about this message. Because I know that there are so many people who need to hear this at just as time as this, right? And so hit subscribe, hit, you know, make a review, let Shay know all of the ways that she impacted you today. And one of the things that I always like to do when I wrap up a conversation with people is to ask you to allow the spirit to give us a question that we can ponder that's going to help us get unstuck. And so what kind of question would you love for us to think about that's going to be able to help move us forward? Yeah. So if you're feeling stuck in any particular way, I would be asking the Lord, what lie am I believing and what is the truth you want me to know? Yes. Oh my gosh. You guys. I love that. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Make sure that you tune in next week and make sure that you follow Shay and all of the amazing stuff that she's got going on because she's a phenomenal woman. And I just am so grateful for our time together. So bye, everybody. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Untuck Podcast. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. And don't forget to check out the show notes if you want to get into my private club, The Better Club, to be able to learn better ways to be better, do better, and have better. So until next time, keep showing up. Let's get unstuck together. Have a great day.